0: Welcome to Road to Desert Rain. This is a series brought to you by Desert Rain Community Radio, and we alternate with uh, Dispatches from The Verge with David Morrison. But today on Road to Desert Rain, I sit down with Cole Jocelyn. We talk about his early life in El Paso and New Hampshire, and eventually uh, him landing here at uh, Desert Rain Community. But before we get into that, thank you, Diego, at Recording Moving Studios. Uh, he does all the editing and sound engineering. Thank you to David and Danny West uh, for composing the music you hear in the background and performing it. If you're interested in finding out more about Desert Rain Community, uh, check out theruin.com. Also, if you want to hear any of our previous episodes, drcrpod.com is a place to go. Uh, it always helps us if you tell a friend, uh, either word of mouth or social media. We, uh, we appreciate that a lot. We love that. And we appreciate you. And let's get into it. Welcome to Road to Desert Rain. Today I'm sitting down with Mr. Cole Jocelyn. How are you doing, sir? My neighbor. <laughs> My neighbor. <laughs> Cole and I started that. I guess when you guys, or because we both moved in about the same time. Yeah, so yeah. it's coming up on three years. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, time flies. Uh, should I call you Doctor Jocelyn? Do we need to get formal on this?
1: I don't think so. I would prefer <laughs> if you call me Cole,
0: but you
1: can call me Doctor Jocelyn. No, I'll you call, call you Doctor J. You can call me Mister. You Mister? can call me Mister. Profe, Mister. Whatever. It doesn't. <laughs>
0: Bring the mic a little bit closer to you. Okay, try it now. All right, all right. Um, yeah. So today uh, we're continuing the series Road to Desert Rain. Uh, we've uh, this will probably end up being episode six, I think five or six. Um, and so, like every other episode we've done, I just sort of jump into what was your religious slash spiritual slash lack of. Um, life in your household growing up? Oh, yeah, that's pretty
1: easy. Uh, There wasn't any. Okay. Um, There was never, um, ever a time that I ever remember my family going to church
0: together. Interesting. Like like not even for a wedding. Were either of your parents like um, hardcore atheists or agnostics where it's like they would rail against that kind of stuff?
1: No, actually my mom was... Um she was baptized was baptized as a presbyterian. Okay. After she got adopted, um my grandfather and my mom went and got went to a presbyterian church together and were adopted mm. not adopted uh baptized
0: together. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
1: And then my dad, I mean the my dad's side of the family was never uh religious. Okay. You know, they'd talk about God, but they weren't it wasn't like they
0: wasn't go to formal, church or yeah. anything,
1: yeah. And my grandmother, um, she would watch, you know, preachers on TV and stuff. Okay. <laughs> but that was the extent of her church going.
0: So even your grandparents wouldn't go, didn't go to church?
1: Um, I mean,
0: as far as y- you, yeah. you can remember. Yeah, as yeah. far as I
1: can remember, no.
0: And did you grow up, so um, obviously we're in Chaparral, New Mexico. Did you grow up in El Paso? What's sort of your history around that?
1: Well, I was actually born in New Hampshire. Okay. I was born in Keene, New Hampshire and uh, lived there with my mom and dad and my brother until I believe I was five years old Mm. Uh, after finishing kindergarten. I remember the night of my kindergarten graduation, we left the school we got in the car at the school and then dro- started driving down to El Paso. Oh, wow. That night, yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, congratulations. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's so- blow this joint, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> You're like, mom and dad, why is, why is all our stuff in the vehicle? Get in. We'll tell you on the way. Um, okay, so you spent most of your childhood then. Here in in the region, El Paso. Mostly, yeah. Okay. So,
1: um, and what brought you guys to El Paso? So my mom, uh, my mom is is Korean. Uh, she was born in Korea, but she was adopted by an American family, mm. and they lived here in El Paso. So my mom, essentially, is from El Paso. My dad okay. met my mom here. Uh, he was drafted in, I guess late 60s, early okay. 70s, yeah. and came to El Paso, was stationed at El Paso, and met my mom. Mm. Uh, she was working at Dairy, the Dairy Queen on Fairbanks.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. It's and amazing. that's how they
1: met. <clears throat> and then they got married and moved back to New Hampshire, because my dad's family is from New Hampshire. Ah. And then uh, after I graduated from kindergarten, my family picked up and moved down here, uh, because my mom was from here and my her family, well, you mean her adoptive family. right, of course, lived here in El Paso.
0: So your formative years effectively were in El Paso.
1: Yeah, from kindergarten through seventh grade. Uh, I lived here in El Paso, and uh, around sixth grade, uh, my parents. Started going, getting divorced, went mm. through that process of divorce, and then uh, my father uh, ended up with custody of my brother and I, and, my, and, I, and um, so we moved back to New Hampshire then.
0: Oh, wow.
1: At that time, and I stayed in New Hampshire until I graduated from high school, but I would always come back to El Paso every summer. Okay. Uh, to spend this whole summer with my mom. Yeah. So it's, it was really like I, I never really left mm-hmm. because I was always coming back and spending, you know, two months or yeah. so
0: here. Which one do you feel more connected to? I know that's kind of a weird question, but like, do you feel like you grew up in New Hampshire or El Paso or do you feel connected to both?
1: Um, I feel, it's, it's kind of weird. Like I feel connected to both, but when
0: it's convenient for me. <laughs> you're like oh yeah 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 i'm from the northeast too
1: yeah yeah and i hear from someone's, you know someone's from new england that area oh i'm from new Hampshire.
0: you run into a mass hole
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure
0: that's for all those that don't know that's the uh the common name New, New New Hampshire, New New Hampshire Knights. Uh, New Englanders,
1: just all New Englanders. (laughs) They call people from Massachusetts.
0: Massachusetts. Yeah. it's I mean, you, we've talked about it, but I spent a year in Ova and Dova. Yeah. Yeah. My last year in the Navy. So, um, and so you went to university, well, actually, yeah, let's actually let's let's um, back up just a second. So when do you remember first encountering the church or Christianity in any sort of way, shape or form?
1: Uh, so my first encounter was uh, in preschool. Uh, I went to a school, uh, a private school called Community Christian School. And so uh was there, you know, pre-K. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first exposure to, I guess, formal religion. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: and it's it's kind of weird. I don't know if it was because of that or if I felt it before that, but my family was never religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never went to church together. But I always felt a connection to God. mm like that the existence of a god that there is a god um and that uh i wanted to know god uh so and again i don't know if it was because of going to that preschool right that exposed me to that or if it was just something uh that was always there right but um what i do know is that for a family that never went to church together and that was never religious, there was always a lot of talk about God mm. um, because God was always going to punish me.
0: Oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah. was, God's going to punish you. It's like See, God, over your head. Yeah, God's going to punish you. God's <laughs> going to punish you. That was like, that was the, our spiritual mantra. God's going to punish you.
0: <laughs> the, continue, the daily meditation of yeah. the Jocelyn household. Yeah. That's funny because... Like for me, in contrast, we did go to church just about every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic, but we didn't really talk about God all that much at at home, and I don't remember as a child ever like kind of how you just articulated wanting to know this God. Mm-hmm. I can't remember necessarily ever having that that thought or that call in my lifetime, so it's just very interesting,
1: yeah, and I mean. I want to uh, clarify that our talk about God at home was limited to God's going to punish you. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So we never had in depth discussions about God, what is God, who is God. Yeah. Uh, it was just, you know, I'd do something, I'd get hurt or something. See, God punished <laughs> you. <laughs>
0: like, I'm learning to ride my bike. I fell off. It had nothing to do with God. <laughs> no. Nope. You had to you took you snuck a cookie last night. So right. And I was I was a knee. little
1: Hellion. So you were? It makes sense okay. that, you know.
0: Yeah, I didn't become a Hellion until I was like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. I guess I was a pretty good kid. Uh according to my my parents and my grandparents. Um so so uh preschool, you you remember this first encounter with sort of organized religion. Um and then where did it go from where was sort of your next memory or encounter around? Christianity or even just spirituality or something of that nature.
1: Right. So I went to community Christian school for preschool and kindergarten. Mm. And after graduating from kindergarten, we hopped in the family car and drove down to El Paso. And I was – my parents were planning to send me to public school. Mm. But uh, because my birthday is in September – Oh uh, back then, and I, I think it's still that way now, but back then, uh, because i my I didn't turn six before the school year started, right they were the gonna make date. me go through kindergarten again right and s- my parents didn't want that, so mm. they um they enrolled me in another private school, okay, so that I could start first grade right and so I went to. And our good friend David Morrison also went there, Holy Trinity School, uh, for first and second grade.
0: Okay, and that's a Catholic school, right? And that's a Catholic yeah. school, yeah. And so, what was your interaction around religion with that? Because well, was your was your preschool and kindergarten Catholic as well? No, they. I don't know what. Yeah, okay. It. They were. Did they, you? They weren't Catholic. That's, yeah. that's. Did you notice a difference going to Catholic school? In and around the religious stuff specifically,
1: not necessarily. Mm. Um, what I did notice though was every Friday we'd go into the chapel, mm. and they'd you know talk to us about what it means to be Catholic and things like that. And I always thought like, "Whoa, this you know, there's this this room we go to, and it's uh, it's always dark in there." Mm. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember ever going into a chapel or anything at the other school. Yeah. But, I mean, that summer between one private school and the other was really long, so I could Mm. have forgotten. Right.
0: (laughs) Did you feel connected to Catholicism? Like, did you still feel that connection to God?
1: Um, No, because what I felt, and I don't know how this came up, but I always associate this with going to that school was... Um, that if I died at, as a child mm-hmm. back then, I would go to hell because I had never been baptized. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I would see the, the kids who are Catholic, you know, they would go do confession and mm-hmm. communion and stuff. I mean, I don't know if they were too young, but I mean.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like I got first communion in third grade. But they but would, It could be different in each. You know, but I would see
1: other students doing mm-hmm. that stuff, and I wasn't allowed to play.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: couldn't play their reindeer games. <laughs> right, <laughs> they left you out. And so I, you know, <laughs> I wondered why, and so I associated hearing that if I died, I'd go to hell because mm-hmm. I wasn't baptized with that time in my life, that experience at that school.
0: Which is like, it's a weird time anyway, because I feel like kids that age. Are- like we're pretty observant mm. at that age like we we catch on to things and notice things so i'm sure it was like but yeah it's it, it just that's it, it just you know we've we've done another road to desert rain where uh it was a similar thing with marsha where she got punished because she was talking about theology from a different church that she had learned from and so she got she got swatted because she wouldn't write down on the test Whatever the answer was for that mm. particular church, so it's just interesting. Like in your case, where it's like, "Oh, yeah, you're not baptized, so you're going to hell."
1: Yeah. Well, I got swatted there, but it wasn't for my theology. <laughs> <laughs> it was for being a hellraiser. And luckily,
0: you didn't die, so you didn't go to hell. Right. Instead, you're stuck here with me.
1: Right. And, um. now, and now I am baptized, so. Uh,
0: so now you're safe. So yeah, You'll make it.
1: I got my my fire insurance.
0: So where where in. <laughs> Fire insurance. <laughs> I've never heard it called that. I uh, I got my fire insurance as just a wee little lad, personally. Uh, so so when did uh, church stuff, like where did you start seeking it out on your, like Christianity or spirituality? When did, what like at what point in your life did you kind of start seeking it out on your own? Well, when I was in third grade, um,
1: I, ha- I had a friend that lived, down the street and i would go to church with him Mm. to different churches uh and i was interested in going i was curious i wanted to go it's not like um uh, we got to go to church again yeah you know he would ask me um if i wanted to go or i don't remember if he would ask me if i wanted to go or if i asked him if i could join him oh okay but um I remember starting there, like yeah. visiting other churches with his friend.
0: So did his family just naturally go to different churches? No, he
1: would go by himself. Really? Yeah,
0: like we would go together. It would just be us two. Would you get a ride or would you just find like neighborhood churches that you could walk to? Um, you know, I don't, I remember
1: one of them, there was a van that would come around and pick kids up. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, and they would offer us candy. No, I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. kidding. There wasn't any windows? No. <laughs> no, but there was a van that would come by okay. and, and would pick kids up, and I would go with him. That's wild. To one of the churches. Yeah. The other one, I, I don't remember how we would get there, um, but it's, it's the Baptist church on the corner of Hondo Pass and Diana.
0: Mm. Um, Is it still there today? I'm trying to think. There's
1: still a church there. I don't know if it's okay. still the same Baptist church,
0: Yeah.
1: but I remember going to that church with him.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if it's if, cause I drive down Honda Pass somewhat regularly, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember if it's still a Baptist yeah. church or not.
1: But then that was short-lived because I, I, I'm, it wasn't too much long after that where I would remember like asking friends if they wanted to spend the night at my house oh. and they'd be like, no, I gotta go to church in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, well, why? Wouldn't you rather just hang out here and have fun? Yeah. And then we could stay up all night and raise hell and <laughs> sleep in in the morning, and then you wouldn't have to go to church, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of my perspective of church after
0: okay. a while. It was just, why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Why you know? would you why would set you- aside that that amount of time and miss out on fun?
1: Right. Why would you want to do that?
0: Yeah. So when did that, so when did that shift for you where it kind of you came back around – to seeking some kind of church life or spiritual life.
1: Um. That's a that's a good question because it's kind of a a, a, a long road, uh. And so it wasn't just one day I decided to go to church again. Um.
0: Uh,
1: I remember my first semester of college. Okay. Um,
0: where'd you go to school?
1: UTEP. Okay. Yeah, so after I graduated local. from high school in New Hampshire.
0: <laughs> I oh, mo- that's right. Cause you had moved back to New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh,
1: so when I would graduate from kindergarten that night, you know, we got in the family car and drove down to El Paso. So <laughs> after I graduated from high school, uh, I waited a couple days this time.
0: You didn't leave right after graduation. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: waited a couple days and then came back down to El Paso with my mom and my grandmother Interesting. to live in
0: El Paso to go to UTEP. When did you decide you wanted to go to UTEP? Like how far along in high school? It was kind of the end of my...
1: Was it the end of my junior year or was it the beginning of my senior year? I think it was the beginning of my senior year because um, my dad just... He was dead set on me going to college. Mm. And... Uh, so I just figured, okay, I'm going to college after high school mm. and it's not like I was real, um, uh, like what's the word when you're just, you know, um, dead set on that. Like I wasn't really yeah. motivated or, or super like,
0: you're just kind of um, indifferent to college. Yeah. I was
1: like, I was indifferent to school. I didn't mm. like school. Um, growing up, I grew up my whole life hating school mm. and, uh. You know, I remember? Rather, I would rather stay home and do nothing, okay, than spend a day at school.
0: Yeah, um, you didn't want to move, move. to is it Durham or UNH's? is? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> I wanted. I really wanted to get out of New England. Okay, I really wanted yeah. to get out of New England. Um, I did not like it there.
0: So you you pack up two days afterwards, head back down to El Paso.
1: Yeah, and um, so. I thought it's just going to be the same as it ever was. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to come in, pick up where I left off. I mean, I would come visit every summer. By that time, my brother was already living here. He started going to high school.
0: Is he, uh, so he's younger. Yeah. he's Two years younger than
1: me. So, uh, he had friends in the area. Mm -hmm. I made friends with those friends. So I just thought it, it's just going to be just a smooth transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, had a really difficult first semester oh, wow. uh, of college and um, went through a pretty bad depression mm. um, because I thought it, it didn't live up to my expectation.
0: Right, you had this dream or this yeah. idea in your mind uh, mind's eye.
1: Right, and so when, when it wasn't going as well as I thought it was, I kind of... Uh, grasped back to what I had in New Hampshire.
0: Oh, Even though I didn't like it
1: there, it was like, oh, right. you know, I had that. Mm-hmm. And I had a girlfriend at the time and stuff. And, um, you know, those long distance relationships never really work out. And so I went through yeah. a pretty bad depression. Um, and I remember, I don't know if it was my first semester that it happened or my second semester, but one night just feeling so depressed, like I was in my bed crying, crying after uh, spending the evening with with a good friend of mine drinking beers in his truck and just feeling so sad afterwards that I went to bed crying and thinking, shit, I think I need to go get counseling or something. Mm. And uh, I remember praying that night, like, Oh, wow. God, please help me. Please help me. Uh, And had decided I'm going to go to counseling the next day.
0: Okay uh what and what what year time frame would this that was have been?
1: this was 1993 so, actually, so it was either like late 1993 or okay. early 1994
0: and was i, I mean i don't remember because i was pretty young at that point but was therapy like was that in the mainstream conscious like how did you know like oh i'm gonna go to therapy tomorrow i don't know i don't know how it came up it just popped I needed, up in your mind yeah like yeah. i needed something yeah you know what i mean yeah course i've been i've been in those dark spots before yeah
1: and i don't know why i just thought counseling Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so i thought i'm gonna go to the school tomorrow and see if they have counseling yeah uh but i woke up feeling a lot better oh and so i thought wow i'm feeling a lot better i i don't think i really need counseling
0: yeah
1: um So there was that experience, but during this whole time, you know, I had friends who were talking about how they believed in God and stuff, Mm -hmm. and I was studying engineering, so, and I always like to push back on things. Right. You know, I I can be the a-hole.
0: Yeah, you and Uh, I are similar in that way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Poke the bear a little bit.
1: Yeah, and they were so, you know, trying to tell me God is real and stuff, and I said, okay, well, can you prove it? Mm. Prove it to me then. Mm -hmm. And... I never questioned, like I always felt like there was a God, but to be like the the dick, I was just like, well, can you prove it? How can you prove it? You know, just kind of, uh, kind of pushing back, jabbing at their their faith.
0: Sort of that rebellious spirit within you,
1: right? Yeah, right. Um, But then you know, when shit hits the fan, (laughs) yeah, I'm. I'm looking to God. Yeah. You're to praying to an God. Answer. Yeah. You're yeah.
0: crying in your bed, praying to God. Yeah. Yeah. And so what would, what, what precipitated from there? Did you, it sounds like you didn't go to the therapy.
1: No, I, I didn't ended up not going to, to, to find out if there was counseling, mm-hmm. um, and ended up actually doing better, not much better. But better my spring the spring semester than I did the fall semester,
0: do you mean emotionally or like your grades both okay, yeah, and do you, I mean today do you look back and like was that your prayer like does it does do those outcomes feel attached to that prayer that you had that night in your bed?
1: I didn't think about it again, interesting, I didn't think about it again, uh it was kind of like the American way of looking at God, like Santa Claus.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: oh, you know, get me this. And then, okay, thanks. I'm good. And then I'm dealing with things on my own again. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, and I, um, you know, just went about my way, mm-hmm. you know, through through college. Um, but something happened along the way where um, – I came into contact with some Christians, uh, a certain Christian in particular, and this Christian was just like rubbed me the wrong way. Interesting. Um,
0: was it like were they attached to a specific like youth group or something, or no, that's, just a bunch of people it, that it, hung it, out?
1: Yeah, um, and and so I I encountered these these Christians that were just. Uh, you were assholes. <laughs> I, I don't. I I don't know how else to put it.
0: And what age range were you at this point?
1: I was in. I was in my twenties. Okay. Um. You know, one of them. I remember one of them after watching Saving Private Ryan say, you know, if they hadn't received Jesus in their heart, those people that died, or they they went to hell.
0: Jesus has nothing to do with Saving Private Ryan, right? Not that I could remember, but I remember remember
1: walking out of the theater and everyone in the theater's quiet, like they're walking out of a funeral. Yeah. And that's the first words (laughs) out of this person. If they hadn't, you know, if they didn't receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they're in hell right now. (sighs) And I'm, I was aghast. Yeah. And I was like, I don't believe this. How, how could this, how could a God be like that, that. They would just send someone to hell just like for that. For
0: not signing up for the right team, right. so to speak.
1: And so I got it in my head that, you know what? I'm going to read the Bible. Mm. And I'm going to be able to argue with these people and tell them, no, that's not what the Bible says.
0: And so... Um, so it was almost out of form of vengeance. It was
1: more, <laughs> yeah, it was more out of, you know... Uh, not necessarily vengeance, yeah, but to been, like, uh, yeah, have, you know what, you're absolutely really wrong, that. and yeah. I'm going to prove it to you. Mm. Um, and so I, I didn't read through the whole Bible, but I read through the New Testament. Mm-hmm. They At that time, they were doing this thing in El Paso called the Year of the Bible. Okay. And uh, in the newspaper, they were going to have readings from the Bible every day, so you would read oh. through the Bible in a year. So
0: the whole city was doing
1: it. Right. Interesting. Right. It was... It was uh, yeah, it, it was, I don't know how I found out about it, but then I, I went to go visit a church, because uh, I had a co- I, I was working at a manufacturing company, and one of the maintenance guys was going to a church, mm-hmm. and I asked him what church he went to, and I went to go check it out, and they gave me like a free uh New Testament Bible. right, yeah, yeah. For reading this, th- that's how I found out about the year of the Bible.
0: Ah, oh, I see. And so, and had you been so uh, since third grade, had you attended church much at all? No. So you'd kind of w- gone away altogether, right? And then now, as an adult, one of your coworkers, you're like, "Hey, what? Where? You, you right? Know, where do you get down at church?"
1: Right. And this was after that experience with right Bar- with the, Cameron, the Saving Private right. Yeah, with okay. these 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 certain. Christian types, you know, yeah, and so I was curious, but not because I wanted to save my soul, right? But I wanted to hear other perspectives mm-hmm. so that I could throw this in their face.
0: You know? Well, uh, yeah, too. I mean, just in general, you—the short time I've known you—you you seem like a learner. Mm-hmm. Like you, like you desire to like get new knowledge or build off the knowledge you already have, yeah. um, just in general. So it sounds like an intellectual endeavor into the Bible wouldn't be that far out of the realm. Like you weren't going, going in for a spiritual endeavor.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. It, it was just to, to be a thorn in their side. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing noble about my right. or anything <laughs> at all. Um, you know, and I went and visited that church one time, and never mm. went back to that church. But I remember, and it took me a while to read through it. I didn't do of the, course. I didn't do it in a year, but I eventually
0: ended up reading through the New Testament. Um, what were and, some of the things that popped out to you through reading the New Testament yourself?
1: Uh, I didn't like Paul much,
0: mm.
1: and I think it was the translation. Mm. Um, yeah that can play of, a big role because it. It, it wasn't like it, it was one of the um, what, what do they call them the modern language modern mm-hmm. English type translations right um but the the way I I perceived it was he you know he would talk about like follow you know he talks about my, follow my example mm. as I follow Christ you know mm-hmm. and what how I read it was he was like I wish everyone could just be like
0: me <laughs> Yeah, be like Paul.
1: I, I you know uh, the way I interpreted it at that time was, you know, I'm Paul. I got my shit together. Mm. Just do what I do. Be mm-hmm. like me, you know. And so I was really turned off by that.
0: Yeah, because I remember the first time I really read through. So growing up Catholic, you, it's not like encouraged to read the Bible. It's like, oh, that's what the priest is for. Right. And I remember reading through the New Test or not the New Testament, but specific. Well, the New Testament, but specifically the Gospels, mm-hmm. and just being blown away. Like, oh, this isn't what. Christians are talking about. This isn't the, you know, when I, you know, I'm painting a broad brush, but it's like this, you know, this isn't what I'm gathering from popular, quote unquote, Christianity. And and I can remember identifying that uh, disconnect between what what I read in the Gospels and sort of what I understood Mm -hmm. American Christianity to be. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know that. I, I found it useful at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't find any ammunition. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So the thorn in the the side. It would have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Got to deepen my studies, right?
1: Uh, so yeah, I didn't find any ammo, but, um, but I read through it and was turned off by what I perceived. Now, and this is my perspective, looking back no, on it of right now, is the arrogance of Christianity. Mm. Paul came to, across to me as arrogant. I see. These other Christians came across to me as arrogant, and I despised that. Do
0: and looking back now, do you do you think that that arrogance you saw in your peers was sort of they were getting that from Paul? and embodying it or do you think that's that's how it just passed along that's just how that's just how
1: i perceived it okay 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 um because you know having been on the other side of that for several years and having read through the whole bible several times now uh, I know Paul was not being arrogant
0: mm, I see what you're saying okay mm-hmm. but
1: I perceived mm-hmm. that as arrogance at the time and I saw that arrogance in people and i don't know if that was because i I perceived the arrogance in the people and then looked
0: through oh, at the Bible through
1: that lens i see I, I i don't know but what i what turned me off was mm-hmm. this this arrogance that I was perceiving
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay well and it's really funny so one of the thing, one of the few things i know about you is you had gone to and i just know this because i lived in phoenix for a while but you had ended up in seminary yeah in phoenix yeah. so that seems like a, a huge bridge to cross from reading the bible and being like ah no no way this is too arrogant yeah. these you know these people i'm encountering you know and hanging it sounds like you guys were hanging out in a social aspect if you're going to the movies together you know you're turned off by their arrogance in and yeah. around crushing so well, how like how do you even okay so yeah how I, do you even that bridge seems so far at this point right right so it wasn't like
1: you know i was socializing with these i was on a date with someone
0: oh okay okay and okay, okay. Had, and it was a group and had They're, met
1: people like that okay 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 other people like that okay see, so okay so it's not like i was hanging out at you mm. know like these are my friends. They go to church. They're jerks. But no, I, it was like I really wish the worst for them. Right. But, but I hang out with them. Right. No, I didn't. I didn't hang out with them. Oh. Uh, oh okay. I'm, I'm afraid my hypocrisy would only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, there wasn't like you know these are my friends and I'm okay. I'm you know spending lots of time with them.
0: Uh, you were motivated in in a different sense. Yeah. To be yeah okay. But. Um
1: so you know I've had these experiences where it's like I'll go visit a church and mm-hmm. then it's like no that's not what I that's, that's not, not for it. me that's yeah that's definitely not it and then um so after having read the bible and uh done that thing um or I think it was around the same time I went to that co-workers church mm-hmm. and stuff right. um I remember going to a church with another good friend of mine um and uh, he uh, he was one of the people that I would kind of push back, like mm. you know, prove can you prove God is real,
0: yeah. you know
1: that kind of thing. Yeah. And so I ended up going to church with him one night. And, but this
0: guy's an actual friend.
1: He this guy's an actual yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's a great was a great friend, uh, and I would even say still is. Uh, but that's just based on my own theology of mm-hmm. life and death. Right. So, anyways, um, I went to this church with him. And it was this weird church, you know, I go in there and there's like a, like a band playing.
0: Like a popular, they're playing popular type music.
1: Yeah, they're not yeah.
0: singing hymns, yeah, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Right.
1: Um, it's at seven o'clock at night. Okay. You know, you didn't go, you didn't have to get up early and go to this church. So it was kind of weird to begin with. I go in there and sit down and. They start playing music and people are standing up and raising their hands and, you know, so I was like, what is this? <laughs> What's
0: going on um, here?
1: You know, and uh, then the preacher came out and started doing a sermon. And it, it was funny. It, his preaching kind of, it, it kind of resonated with me mm. like, wow, okay. I think um I I think that kind of I could see that I can I, I could see a possible connection there mm. you know yeah and then afterwards um they said people who needed prayer could go up mm. and my friend goes up for for prayer and he was up there a long time and I'm thinking oh my god I'm sitting here in a chair like <laughs> How much longer is this going you know? to last? We're you go home, man. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to go skating after this. Come on, man.
0: It's got fun. What are
1: you doing? Um, but, you know, and then he's crying and stuff, wow. and these people are praying for him. And I feel bad for him, you know. He's up there crying. So I go up. I, I stand up, and I go over there, and I, I walk up behind him, and I give him a hug. Mm. And, and then these two people praying for him get, like, Militant. Like, who are you? What, what are you doing right now? What, what what's going on? What I said, I'm just hugging my friend because he's crying. Mm. Okay, uh look, look, we need you to stand back, please. And I'm like, what the hell? So so I took a step back and they're, you know, they're they're praying for him and stuff, and then I hear them telling him, he he tells them, yeah, you know, he's crying because he's feeling this guilt. I guess I assume it's guilt Hmm. because he was dating a stripper, and he felt bad about it.
0: Like God would be upset with him? I don't know. Okay, but he felt bad about (laughs) it enough where he 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 was—he was confessing it. He was
1: trying to get—he was asking these people to pray for him, and he was crying about it. And um, then I hear them tell him, you know, well, you need to ask God for forgiveness. For dating this stripper, and uh you know, you need to end this relationship, and you know, and just kind of like being everything I hate about Christians. Mm. You know? <laughs> and and I'm standing back there, you know, a couple steps behind them, and I start getting heated, you know, I'm getting pissed, like I want to fight. Like
0: legit legitimately angry.
1: Yes, like I wanna fight these guys. Oh wow, because they're making my friend feel like
0: shit. Oh, you know, like he's he's you're up starting there. to get defensive. Yeah, like okay.
1: he's he's up there. He's wanting help. He's yeah, trying yeah. to do what he thinks is right, and they're like, "You need to you need to stop this. Mm-hmm. You need to stop sinning. You need to stop being a sinner. You need to for- ask God for forgiveness right. for doing this okay. horrible thing. You know, dating a stripper. You know, stripper. Yeah. And my face, I." You know, my face was hot, and I know my countenance showed my frustration mm. because the preacher comes by and he looks at me, and then he goes over to the guys that are praying and asks, like, "Hey, what's going on?" And
0: wow!
1: And they they start explaining it. You know, he's dating a stripper, and we're praying for him. You know, and he's like, and then this preacher is like, uh, "Well, you know, that's probably not the best." approach for this you know maybe Let, let's just pray for god to break in through this and uh begin to work you know mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't about him trying to admit that he's a sinner and that he's wrong and he's he, he wasn't he's worthless now
0: he wasn't trying to demean the kid he yeah, saw it as a different
1: right and i don't think that they were trying to demean him that but right. that was just the natural outflow of what they believed mm-hmm. this is how we have to do this mm-hmm. um and I remember they stopped praying and I went out in
0: the 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 foyer <laughs> with him. Did they have coffees and cookies you waiting know, for
1: you? And I remember being so pissed. So it's like, just
0: you and your friend now. Yeah. They were walking. all still inside yeah, yeah, yeah. The,
1: the chapel. And I'm like, who the fuck are they? <laughs> who the fuck do they think they are? You're not a bad person. You know, he's like, no, they're good people, they help a lot of people. I say, no. They don't, they shouldn't treat people like that. I mean, I was heated yeah, yeah. and mad and we left and I swore I'd never go back to that church ever again. I'm not going back. Yeah. Um, and it made me hate Christians even more. Wow. Like, because I saw that
0: arrogance again. How far removed were you from like the Saving Private Ryan?
1: It was in that same time frame.
0: Okay. So yeah. we're a few months removed from each other
1: yeah i mean i don't know what the exact time frame was but it was all in the same season of life season of life exactly um so uh that's how i felt about church that was the last time i had been to church Mm. um i remember that being the last time going to church and feeling like you know no this this, is this is this is yeah this is not right Mm. this is I i i cannot uh I cannot sign up for this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so coming back to how I ended up at seminary, I, I, that was important to, to yeah, preface yeah. it with that. Of course. Because.
0: Because now the bridge even seems farther than it did prior to that right, story. Right, <laughs> right. And so uh,
1: my, I, going through college, I, I told everyone I had three jobs. That was school. It was work, and it was partying, right? <laughs> yeah. So Sounds I had, like to, something I had I would to do say. my schoolwork. I had to get that done. I had to work because that's how I was paying for school. And I was working for a manufacturing company, so that you know, as as an engineer, so that mm. boosted my ego, mm-hmm. you know, and made it made the 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 school part possible, mm. and uh, it made it uh, relevant to my yeah. life. Yeah and then partying like it was my job. So those were my th- that, was, I, that was my I call it my holy trinity of college. <laughs> yeah, school work and partying. And
0: and you I, lived it too. You didn't just I, I say it. it. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. living it. That's right. you know,
1: My my goal was to go out and get puke drunk. Yeah. You know? Um, that was and if I didn't, ah man, that was it wasn't a good night, you know. <laughs>
0: It's, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know all about that. Yeah. I, I, You know, you and you, everyone knows my story, but, you know, that's definitely during the Navy. Like, I was either doing Navy stuff or I was out, you know, drinking and partying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what happened was I was in my last semester of college and um, I ran into another crisis. So, I started college with a crisis.
0: Mm, right.
1: And my last semester of college... I ran into another crisis and this was, I started just feeling fatigue. Mm. I was exhausted, I was tired all the time. And then I couldn't sleep enough to not be tired anymore. Interesting. So, so
0: when you would wake up in the morning, you would still be tired. Yeah, as if you barely got any sleep. Yeah, and were you were you like sleeping regular hours, or was it like insomnia type situation? No, it
1: was. It wasn't okay. So it wasn't like insomnia. Mm. Um, that comes later. Okay.
0: <laughs> we're not there yet, my friend. Yeah. You're jumping ahead. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but it was.
0: Uh, so the exhaustion was, is set in.
1: Yeah. Basically. So what I did was I went to go see a doctor mm-hmm. I was like something's gotta be wrong with me you know because I'm doing the same thing mm. the same things that I've always done why now am I just so tired all of a sudden right. I thought maybe I'm coming down with something mm-hmm. and go in meet with this doctor tell him what's going on and then he tells me something that just rocks my world Um he tells me you're not Superman,
0: <laughs> and you know I didn't think I was literally Superman, right. but but at what you were 22 or 23 probably at that point I was uh, 23 yeah, I believe I, I thought I was Superman at that yeah so I mean looking I didn't, back
1: yeah but what it rocked me was I thought um, not that I'm some superhero but that why why can't I keep living this lifestyle. Mm. You know, he he tells me, you're not Superman. You can't keep living like this. Mm -hmm. You've got to give something up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that rocked my world because I thought, what? I've been doing it this long. Why why do I have to stop now? What's going on? And so that made me like start to reevaluate my life.
0: Mm. And this was the last semester of your senior year. Yeah.
1: You know, this is, I'm about to go into the real world. Mm-hmm. Everything that I've been working for was about to come to fruition. Like, this is it. Yeah. Everything's going to be perfect from now on. I'm done with college. I've got a career. I have my degree.
0: Make the money. Yeah. yeah. And
1: then, you know, have this, you know, th- this realization that, you know, shit. I can't keep
0: doing this. What? <laughs>
1: this is why I'm doing this. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah.
0: That was the whole point of it in the first place.
1: Yeah, and so he told me. He told me the doctor told me, you know, something. You you got something's got to give. You can't keep doing this. So I knew I couldn't quit school. Right. Because I was so close. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to quit partying. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I'd cut back my hours at work.
0: <laughs> How many hours were you working?
1: I was working. You know. 35 average okay. a week.
0: So basically well, full-time. Yeah, while yeah. going
1: to school full-time. Right. And so I thought, well, I got I to gotta finish school. I don't want to quit partying. Mm. So maybe I'll, I'll stop working so much. But in that process, I began to evaluate or reevaluate my life. Like,
0: Just this in is general. Where, this
1: is how I'm living right now. This is the direction my life is going, Based on that, and realizing I don't want my life going in that direction, mm. and uh, so, and I don't know why, but it, it it always seems to be this thing for me in crisis. I always feel drawn to God. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this crisis, and I just feel like, man, I just I just need to get close to God.
0: Mm.
1: You know that, yeah. that that's going to fix this you know mm-hmm. um, so I tell this girl I was dating at the time like you know I've been thinking about going to church she goes really I said yeah i am thinking about going to church she goes oh that's cool my parents would like that you know and I'm thinking excellent
0: <laughs> I found I found my answer excellent <laughs> like look
1: I'm, I, I'm you know doing this and i'm going to be good with the parents too mm. this 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 sounds like a good deal yeah and i said but i don't i don't know any churches do you and she goes yeah you know um you know it's a pretty good church and i said but you know i don't i didn't want to have to get up too early i still wanted to be able yeah, to go yeah, out yeah. saturday right. night and party yeah. and then go to church Sunday, not too early, just so I could do my duty. Of you course, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get close to God. Um, and so she told me about this little Catholic church um, that had a service at noon. Mm. And I thought, hey, that's not too bad. Yeah. And, you know, I had that experience with Catholics, but I just figured right now, you know what? I'm okay with it, you know? I'm just going to go.
0: Well, you're just looking for an outlet to connect with God, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, and so she tells me, But it's in Spanish. And I thought, well, I understand Spanish. That's no problem. I'll just go and sit and listen there. That's what I want to do in the first place, you know? (laughs) So we go. And I'd never been to a Catholic service before. So, man, we go there. And it's packed. And it's full of people. And it's full of kids. And people (laughs) are shuffling around. Kids are crying. And people are, you know... (laughs) And the only place where we could sit was like in the back where we could find a seat. And so it's like, you know, whether he spoke in Spanish or English, I couldn't hear a <laughs> word he
0: was saying anyways. <laughs> so so he yeah. was like, wow. Might as well be telling, giving mass in German. Right.
1: Uh, and so, you know, I just, I stand up when everyone stands up. I yeah. sit down when everyone sits down.
0: Kneel when everyone
1: kneels. Yeah, but, but then I felt good about myself. Like mm. I was doing my duty. Hey, I did it. Yeah. I went and got close to God.
0: You checked off that yeah. That for the week.
1: Yeah. And so we started doing that. You know, we did that kind of regularly. And then um, I remember around Easter, something inside me just was, was, was left wanting. Like, I just, I want more than this, you know? Um, I was hoping for more than just this, Mm. you know? I guess just going in to check off the box wasn't feeling what it was I felt like I needed.
0: It wasn't transforming anything.
1: Yeah. And I don't even know if it was transformation that I was looking for. Right, of course. But whatever I wanted, that wasn't it. Mm. Or whatever I felt like I wanted, Mm -hmm. that wasn't it. And so... I was kind of kind of starting to get desperate, and I'm like, I'm willing to try anything else.
0: And you're still going to the Catholic Church at this point?
1: Yeah. I'm willing to try anything else. Mm-hmm. Out. Like, I'm willing to go to a Jehovah's Witness Church <laughs> right. to find something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had issues with Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, just you know, had in school seeing kids who t- couldn't have birthdays mm-hmm. and have Christmas and stuff. Right. So I, I was totally against that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but I'm at a point where it's like, I'm willing to go give that a try Yeah, to find something. Okay. Um, looking back on it my from, you know, my perspective on it now is that I was just looking for something real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm willing to give that something a try meaningful. to find something real, mm-hmm. you know? And so she says, well, you know, I, and I mentioned this to the girl I'm dating, like, you know, I'm wanting something else. You know, this is really isn't, really doing it you you know maybe any other churches we could try and um she says yeah you know what um there's this one church i went to with some friends a while back i really liked it it was a lot of fun um you know you you might like it so i thought okay sure cool yeah let's do it let's go there next weekend and so (laughs) end up the following weekend driving way the hell out on the east side and coming up on this huge freaking building I'm like what this is the church you know it looks like a mall from the outside you know <laughs> and so i was like all right i'm willing to give this a yeah. try and um, we go in there and they've got theater style seating you know oh, wow. <laughs> i'm like what are you sure this is a church and then at the front, you know, they got this stage set up, and it was like watching those preachers on TV. It was set wow. up like that. Yeah, 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 so I was, yeah. I was like, "What?"
0: You're waiting for the TV cameras to yeah, roll. Yeah, there were cameras, and there were cameras, there were cameras too. Cameras. Yeah,
1: and I was like, "What? This is different, man. This is I've never seen anything like yeah, this." Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So we sit down, and. um uh you know, then they have, they have a band come out too, and they have a choir too, but then they're playing like this modern type music, mm. real up upli- upbeat, mm-hmm. uplifting type music, and I'm like, cool, I kind of dig this, yeah, kind of dig this, and uh, you know, after that, after they do their 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 songs and stuff, and then they do these announcements, and it's like a club, you know, they're mm. like doing, we're having our official. The official meeting of this club is starting, so let's go over some announcements. And you know, they're sharing this information and stuff. So like, you know, I feel kind of like, hey, I'm like, I'm part of the club, uh-huh.
0: you know? Right, right, right. Uh, it didn't feel sort of that stale feel that sometimes churches have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, then the preacher comes up and starts preaching, and. It wasn't like anything else I'd heard before. He was talking, you know, he was emphasizing like, no, you need to know the Bible for yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. you need to have a relationship with God, you know, that kind of thing. It was, you know, looking back on it, it's like those real seeker-sensitive type churches, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But it worked for me. Interesting. It was real seeker-sensitive. It connected. But but it's what I needed at the time. Like, yeah, I can read the Bible for myself. I don't need someone else to tell me what it means, yeah. which was ammunition against those Christian people that I knew.
0: Or the Catholics even. Yeah, even the Catholics, yeah. you know.
1: But just, I can, I don't have to take your word for it. I can read it myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and emphasizing this, it's about a relationship with God. Mm. And I said, yeah, that's true. That's That that resonates with me because it's not about what you say it is. Mm. It's about this relationship I build right between me and God.
0: Yeah.
1: And... That was like that changed everything. It was like that. I I considered that day the the day where I became a Christian.
0: Oh, that first the first day at that
1: church. Yeah. What church was it? Abundant Living Faith Center. Oh, okay, okay, (laughs) yeah. And uh, so, I I mean, I have my issues with them now, but at the time, they were exactly what I needed.
0: Yeah. And it sung to your to your soul for some reason. Yeah,
1: and that opened up a whole new world to me. And that began this relationship, quote unquote, with God. And it was what I was looking for. Uh, I was finding meaning in it. I was finding purpose in it. Uh, And I was still working as an engineer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was still living my life the way I wanted to live my life. Right. Um, But it, it... it, it was and i don't even know the, the right word but it was what i it was what i needed
0: well and, and so you you spoke a couple minutes ago about kind of seeing the trajectory of your life that you were on yeah. and that was one of the, the things that called you to be like well maybe i'll try out this catholic church you know what i mean yeah. so did by getting involved with this with abundant um i'm sorry what what's the name of it yeah abundant living faith center abundant living faith center did you notice your trajectory kind of shifting to something that was more desirable for you long term?
1: Yeah, um, I kind of saw it as it was almost like my self help group. Oh right, and right. I was right. like, I'm gonna be. This is making me a better person. Yeah right. I'm gonna be a good person now. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm gonna be a good person. Um, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that now. That that's what right, group, but that's where you were at. at, is, at that but moment. that's what I needed at the time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I found it
0: yeah. and I was sold, you know? Well, it sounds like it. So how, how many years later are you, do you end up at seminary?
1: Okay. So, um, so I, I start going to this church regularly, like, um, and that's the, the extent of my involvement though. I'm just attending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm attending regularly. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they would have like special, uh, conferences, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I would try to make it to all of those as well because mm. I, I would sit and learn. I was like mm-hmm. a sponge. I was absorbing all this stuff. Uh, and um, this is not my first mystical experience, mm-hmm. but the first one that really grabbed my attention because mm. You know, I mentioned that night I was crying myself to sleep and mm-hmm. crying out to God and woke up feeling better. But it didn't, I, I didn't pay attention to it. I just mm-hmm. kind of went off and, all right, now right, I'm back.
0: I'm You're like, like oh, oh, I got this under control now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But this time I had a mystical experience and it rocked me. Like, um, like it changed everything. Uh, I remember I was in bed one night. And I couldn't sleep. And I was tossing and turning. Just tossing and turning all night. Uncomfortable. Couldn't sleep. Knew I had to get to sleep Mm -hmm. because I had to go to work the next morning. Right, And just frustrated laying there. And then I just remember like in in, in a moment, I was laid out across my bed. And I just think to myself, Wow, Cole, you're kind of laid out like a sacrifice right now, you know, spread yeah, out on my bed. Right. And as soon as I thought that, I heard a voice. And I don't know if it, if it was just a voice in my head, mm-hmm. if I heard an actual voice mm-hmm. in the darkness. But I heard something tell me, Cole, you have to be willing to give up everything.
0: Mm.
1: And I, in that instant, I knew it was God speaking to me. Right. I just knew it. God's talking to me right now. And I replied, you know, out loud, like, yes, I am. Mm. And after saying that, I was so, just a sense of peace fell over me and I went to sleep. And I slept through the night and I woke up the next morning, wide awake, felt well rested.
0: Rested, wow.
1: And, I, but I just knew, like, to me, I, I just i I knew I guess it was just my interpretation of it, like god's calling me to ministry mm. God wants me to go into ministry mm-hmm. that's that's what i'm going to do i'm going to give give up everything to follow him right, and that changed like that rocked my life because um I remember that morning uh a good friend of mine uh stopped hanging out with him because he became a Christian
0: Mm.
1: and something told me I need to call him Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I need to call him because he can help me
0: right with this
1: and uh it was Johnny Tarasas the pastor at Hope City Community Church and I called him and it wasn't Hope City at the time but um it's like I and I called him in the morning too like Early in the morning. (laughs) First thing. Yep, called his parents' house. You know, I was like, hey, can I, this is Cole, can I talk to Johnny? They're like, oh, you know what? Johnny doesn't live here. You know, he moved to this, he's getting married and he moved to an apartment. Like, oh, man. They said, well, you know what? Here's his number at his apartment. You know, you can give him a call there. And I gave him a call and I said, hey, man. You know, first, Sorry, I haven't been touching so long, you know, right, sorry were apart, apart, but this is what's going on with me, man. And I just feel like you, you could help me with this. Yeah. And so that began, that like reconnected us, that reconnected our friendship. And, um, I, I you know, I'm asking them all kinds of questions and like, well, what do I do? How do I do this? You know, if I. I'm going to be a minister. You know, I feel like I should be a minister or I'm supposed to be a minister. Right. How do you become a minister? And the thing is, at, at, a, at Abundant Living Faith Center, I was just like a church goer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was good for me. Um, And I took a couple of their classes, like Christianity mm-hmm. 101 and stuff like that. But it never really seemed like there. this was going to be a place where I could be uh formed or taught or apprenticed or whatever word you want to call it to become a minister and uh and johnny was telling me at the church he was going to they do all kinds of stuff like that where they're raising up leaders and
0: and he's not a pastor yet at this point at the time no yeah no um and but he was leading a home group
1: okay and so i started going to this home group started hanging out with him more, um, picking his brains. And he told me about the church. And um, he says, you know, why don't you, you, give, it, you know, give it a try? Mm, so <laughs> the church that I end up visiting is the same church <laughs> that my friend Randy took me to. That I swore I would never right. go back to ever again. Of course. Of course. <laughs> the vineyard.
0: <laughs> of course. I'm like, oh. That's how, that's how God uh, yeah, laughs like, at us. Oh, it's.
1: man. This place.
0: <laughs> I know about these people. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. So I go. And the guy that was preaching the night I went with Randy is now the senior pastor of this place. And he's preaching that night. And uh, it's Steve Alvarez. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I, I go over and talk to him like, hey, um, this, is, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. This is what I'm going through. And uh, he said, that's really cool. That we should, we should get together and talk. You know, and so, um, I scheduled a time to come in and talk with him mm-hmm. and meet with him and started meeting with him regularly. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's like, look, yeah, he, he told me, look, you know, we, we do, we want to raise up leadership, you know, you, you know, we want to raise people up to be ministers to fulfill their, their, their calling, mm-hmm. you know, their quote unquote calling, right. um, but the thing is, is I don't want to, that to be the reason why you come and make this your church. Mm. You know, I don't want to be like, Hey, I'll offer you this if you come here. Right. And I really respected that. Like, you know, it's not like he's not trying to poach,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um, you know, he's not trying to steal people from other churches to get to come to this church. Cause all. you
0: were still enjoying. Yeah. The I was, still, you were, I was yeah. still
1: enjoying the Living Faith Center. Um, so he wasn't saying, "I'll give you this if you yeah. come here," you know. And I really respected that, um, but I realized, you know, that's right. I do. I have to make a decision in my heart. Mm. Where am I going to make my church
0: right. home? Yeah.
1: Um, and not for the reasons of like personal gain or whatever. Um, and I told him, "Look, I'm going to pray about this for the next couple of weeks, and I'll I'll get back to you." And then, so maybe three days, four days later, I was at Abundant Living Faith Center, and the pastor up there was Charles Neiman at the time. Um, he uh, he was up on the stage, and his son came out for something, announcing something, or I think they were doing like a gift for like their parents' anniversary or something mm. like that. But he was out there, and. I, it, it, it came to me like this awareness that, you know what, this isn't the place for me because they're not going to raise me up to be a leader. He's going to, what he's going to do is he's going to hand this over to his son. Mm. It's going to be the family business. right? And this was back in 99. This is okay. 1999.
0: So a couple of decades ago.
1: Yeah. That I had this realization. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, so I do know where I need to make my home. (laughs) And fast forward 2021, you look at Abundant Living Faith Center now, who's the pastor?
0: I don't know, but I'm guessing it's his his son. son. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) It's his son. And it was like, I just, you know, it was weird how God works. It's like this, no, and not that it's a bad thing. Right, right. Yeah, it's
0: not a criticism. It's just you observed something, right? They were collecting for whatever and then the internal—I I call it the internal GPS. Yeah. Right. That—that that sort of the intuition that God um, gives us at times—and um, lo and behold, you. Yeah. You were right. You know the yeah. son. The son is now the the senior pastor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, um, you know, and, and that happens a lot. But of course, I just felt of course, like that's course. not that's not the place I want to be. Yeah. Uh. Where it's the, and I'm, this term is kind of derogatory and it it and it, it is almost intended that way too, but I, I didn't want it to be a part of something where it's just the family business mm. um, because I didn't have a family.
0: That was already in the business.
1: That was in the business. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. would necessarily exclude me.
0: Mm-hmm. And so. And that's okay too, yeah, right? Like it's right. okay to have the the family, you know, pass the church on yeah. to the, the son or the daughter or whatever it might yeah. be, and it's okay to recognize that and be like, well, this isn't for me today. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because people still find what they're what they need. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but obviously. that wasn't
1: what what I needed in relationship to what I felt like God had called me to do. Um, and so I started going. I became a member of the Vineyard. <laughs> I'm After never, I, I I swore never I, coming back I, here. I swore I'd never go to that church ever again. <laughs>
0: that's 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 actually really beautiful. Um, <laughs> so we're we're coming up close to time, and okay. and one of the stories I really want to delve into um, before we we call it call it for the day is um, you you are you and Crystal are the first two people to be married here at Desert Rain. Yeah. Um and that's like um that's like beautiful, right? Like yeah. to have that sacred uh ceremony at a place that I, I can you know I consider Desert Rain a sacred sacred place here in Chaparral and yeah. and and um yeah if you could spend a few minutes just how like how how did that end up being uh that you and Crystal decided to be like, yeah, Desert Rain. Desert Rain's yeah. the spot we want to do that at.
1: Yeah, well um Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward. We're gonna skip quite a bit of stuff that happened. Okay. Um, it's all important stuff, but for the sake of time, we're gonna just focus on this. Um, uh, we fast forward to the year 2005, and I'm on staff at the Vineyard okay. as an associate pastor, uh, working with Steve Alvarez, mm-hmm. and um,
0: This new girl starts coming to church. <laughs> oh yes, the classic story—the old yeah. new girl.
1: Yep. <laughs> and uh, you know, I I um, I remember seeing her and people we had um, met through some other people and mm-hmm. stuff. And I saw her at a service one time. I was like, oh, Hey, Crystal! And she walked by. <laughs> I didn't even say anything back to me. <laughs> and this guy, this guy that was going to the church, Rick Little. <laughs> He was standing right next to me. And then he gives me this look, like, damn. I'm I'm standing there, like, well, all right.
0: That's like the most crystal story ever, too.
1: Right? Nope, not today, buddy. He looks at me and laughs at me, and I'm like, damn. It's like, no, that's how our journey starts. Right, yeah.
0: Well, at that high point, right. so to speak. And then <laughs> oh, shoot.
1: Um, And then maybe it was a week or two later. Um, it was in the late summer, heading into fall. Um, I go into the office one day. I, 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 went, I left the office for something and came back in. And Crystal sitting in the office at, at the Vineyard, filling out an application mm. because they were hiring for positions at the school. Okay. The vineyard Christian School that was there at the time. And I was like, hmm. And um, as I'm walking to my office, oh, uh, the receptionist, Patty, is like, oh, Cole, this is Crystal. Crystal, this is Cole, you know, introducing yeah, yeah, us yeah. as I go in. And I said, hi, applying for a job, huh? And um, I said, hope, you, hope you're not planning on becoming rich. <laughs> and, and I said that intentionally because that's what my dad told me the first time I told him I'm going to be a minister. <laughs> he tells me well you're never going to be rich <laughs> you know? thanks thanks dad he goes i'm like and i know you're not doing it for that reason but yeah, yeah, yeah. but so that's why i said it I was like well hope you don't plan on becoming rich <laughs> and um went to my office that, and that that was the extent of that encounter and she's well she's she replies back like oh no i've worked at other schools and other at other churches and stuff and that was the end of the yeah. experience and so the school year starts and she gets hired as a teacher and um, she ends up doing like additional work, extra work, like, I don't know, extra mm-hmm. pay duty, whatever it's called, after school, watching kids until their parents come pick them mm. up. And so I started sniffing around. <laughs>
0: Going over You there. start staying a little bit later after school too, right? Well, I
1: start going over to the church, at, over to the school after right. school. You know, right, right, um, right. I'm I'm gonna go check on the kids, see how the kids are doing, make sure they're praying, saying right. their prayers, make, make sure they're 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 doing holy, so they're speaking of holy things. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was kind of you know like getting to know Crystal, right. like talking to her more, getting to know her more, and uh, um you know shortly after that we start dating and um i i had already known david and marsha okay. at this time uh, because i was on staff at the church and um and did they work at that church or was it yeah that's where they started out. Okay, okay okay yeah they yeah. they started out as youth pastors yeah now. right i i started out as um i wasn't i was high, i was brought on board uh as an associate pastor quote unquote okay. But my job was
0: youth pastor. That was the focus. Yeah, I was the youth
1: pastor there too. So um, I had had already known David and Marsha, but um, really liked them, really liked David. There's something about him uh, that just really drew me to him. Okay. Um, And even Steve would always tell me, you remind me of David Morrison. You're real intense like that. (laughs) That's funny. That's amazing. Um, And so... uh, Their daughter, Anna, was going to the school at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, since Crystal was teaching there and stuff, we'd had opportunities to, you know, just talk back and forth a little Mm -hmm. bit and stuff. And um, while I was doing the youth, he was out here trying to to build his straw house.
0: (laughs) Right. His (laughs) straw belt chapel.
1: these guys are so generous. I mean, they would, you know, we were trying to do fundraising to go on a a summer trip, you know, for the youth group. And they offered to pay the kids to come work on this house, you know, this this house they're building that they're actually going to live in. Yeah. And I think you know they they paid these kids more than any work that they ever got out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They were just, but you know, they were so generous like that. Um, But that kind of created that connection, and so I would I would bring. The youth group over to Desert Rain for retreats. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, so I was doing high school and junior high separate at the time, and so I'd bring the high school group over for retreats. I'd bring the junior high group over for retreats and stuff. Um, and that's how, um, you know, I, I really started building my relationship with David and Marsha. Right. And then when Crystal and I started dating, she started coming too, mm. being helping out with this stuff. Of course. And that's how we we built that relationship with David and Marsha. And um, we just became fast friends, you know. We just really got along well. All four of us really got along well. And we shared a lot of the same ideas, Mm. a lot of the same um, beliefs, mentalities, attitudes, philosophies, whatever you want to call it. Yeah,
0: theologies. Yeah, Yeah.
1: we we, we aligned a lot. Um, And I ended up proposing to Crystal and um and that's a great story but it'll have to be another time um but when we, t- we started talking about making arrangements for the wedding like i was kind of overwhelmed because I, I felt can, almost i can only imagine obligated to invite the entire church oh. you know it has to be a big wedding and then where are we going to have this place where we can have a right. reception and we can invite all these people.
0: You just see the dollar signs start stacking up on stage. <laughs> yeah, but up it wasn't really
1: else. the dollar signs. It was just like, that's not me.
0: Oh, yeah. It just felt I, inauthentic. It fe-
1: yeah, it yeah. felt very inauthentic. It's like, okay, yeah, we got to invite these people. Oh, yeah, do have to invite these people. Forget about that. And then at that time, the church itself was going through a very volatile mm. time, very t- volatile period. And. I was just like, no, I don't I don't want to do yeah. this. And so Kristen and I talked about it and we're like, you know what? Because at first I wanted to get ma- married on the beach in San Diego.
0: Mm. That's what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: then felt obligated. I have to get married in El Paso.
0: Cause because everyone is here. Yeah, because yeah. the
1: church is here and I have to invite the church and right. I have to be a part of it and stuff. Um, Real. And then just came to a point where I was like, nah, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get married. It's your wedding. It's my wedding. Yeah. It's you know, I. The church has nothing to do with who I marry mm-hmm. or when I get married or mm-hmm. how I get married. You know what? They're if they're my family, they're just gonna accept my wife <laughs> as part of the family. Yeah. Um, and so I was telling Crystal. You know, I just don't, I'm not feeling this, you know? Mm. And she said, you know, I've always felt that way. Why don't we just do what we want to do? And she said, you know, maybe we can get married out at David and Marcia's. Mm. I thought that's a great idea.
0: Yeah.
1: And I thought, do you want to wait until we're going to get married in September? I think I was like, do you want to wait until September? She said, not really. I said, cool. Let's get married in July. You know, and this was yeah, like yeah. Um,
0: May, okay. the end of May that, we <laughs> that we're talking about You're like, about it's this. June 30th. Let's get J- July 1st. Get yeah. on
1: the calendar. So we talked to David and Marsh and look, tell him, hey, would it be cool if we got married here? They're like, yeah. We've never had a wedding out here before, yeah. you know. Um, and so it, it
0: was just perfect. It yeah. was us. It was representative of who we are well you just telling the story right now as you're telling the like lead up to the first idea of the wedding i can feel the tension in you and see it yeah and then as you tell that the desert rain portion like even just telling the story there's like a relief in you
1: yeah yeah and and that like that was kind of like the I, i don't know how to describe it like the um that was the thing that was like desert rain is our home now mm. it's like that that was the
0: the sort of the the last p- bit of glue that really connected it, you it
1: here. was like the the brand like the oh. branding oh command. yeah 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 okay it's official now We're, you know we've always felt connected but that was like you know what this place is our home mm. and it always will be even if we didn't live out here right 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 because you know even after that after You know, after we moved to Indiana, uh, for me to go to grad school, um, we would always come back and visit Mm -hmm. Desert Rain. You know, that was our, that was our home. It was like, we're coming back to visit family here. Uh, and that was, you know, it was, it was so beautiful that, you know, this, this is the first wedding that they get to do Mm -hmm. out here and it's our wedding that they're doing. Um it's well, meaningful for both you know both David and Marsha and Crystal and I I
0: was just going to say the fact that it was it felt like sort of solidifying this home for you and Crystal yeah and it just so happened that it was the first wedding
1: mm-hmm.
0: for David and Marsha and Desert Rain as a whole to mm-hmm. to have on you know because now they've had s- several weddings at this point right because right. it's such a beautiful place and and many people feel connected to it but just sort of how it how it was almost a wedding with you and crystal and David and Marsha in the sense of like a spiritual.
1: Right. Um, I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, yeah it's like we, not only were crystal and I joined here, but crystal and I were joined with the community. Yeah. See, we were married to each other and to the community. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful way of, of, of describing that.
0: Um, well, I love you, brother. We're out of time. <laughs> we, we, we Man. ran it down. Time flies. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, because every conversation up until this point could have gone at least another hour. We have to do uh,
1: part two then. Yeah, well, Go to and, Desert rain part two with everyone?
0: <laughs> well, the what I was going to tell you is, you know, you 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 skipped over the proposal part, but I, one of the series, I don't know when, I don't have a timeline, but is to sit down with each couple mm, and explore, cool. you know, explore sort of me with both of them and and just sort of hear stories in that, right. that setting as well. and
1: Yeah. And I mean, I would love to continue the story of what, what happened when I went for, when I left for seminary. Yeah. And then that, that whole time gap between, mm-hmm. you know, making vineyard my, the vineyard my home to the time I came on staff. Mm. And up to the point where I met Crystal, Yeah. I mean, there's a a, a, ga- a huge gap there, Right. a lot of stuff yeah. that is pertinent and, and meaningful and important, you
0: know? Yeah. Well, we will, uh, this isn't, these aren't one and done conversations. So we'll, we'll be spending more time together in this, in this context with, with the microphones on and, and more stories to tell for sure so yeah. well I um, hope
1: that next time we do this we can do it somewhere with an air conditioner
0: I was thinking this, <laughs> that, it, that, don't worry that, my mind is already it was
1: nice when I came in and then it's not turned so it nice off right it's now. like man it heated up yeah, quick. real quick
0: <laughs> and this and we're only in the 90s in Yeah, what a month when we're in the 100s um, but no. thank you everyone for listening uh, if you want to hear more episodes of this uh, drcrpod.com is the place to go if you're interested in desert rain community in general uh the ruin.com uh, is a place to check that out uh thank you once again to david and danny uh west that's the the outro music you hear right now is is courtesy of them and of course thank you mr cole jocelyn for for spending some time with me and and letting us hear your story
1: and i'd like to extend the invitation to all of you listeners uh, the same, ex- the invitation, the same invitation that I extended to Dorian. Uh, won't you please be my neighbor?
0: My, my neighbor. <laughs> Have a great day.